Finally, some CanCon back on the Super Hits podcast as we talk about Manitoba's own Tom Cochran and Life is a Highway. Here we go. Hello, friends. I am the man, baby. That's what I am. I'm a straight shooter with a master plan. Jesus. Uh, it's uh, Jamie C, a.k.a. Megamix.com. I'm here with my co-host, the Philosopher King, known as Slip. What's up, Palouette? That's maybe your worst one yet. I know. It's the whole point. I'm all just trying to pop the boys in the back. Uh-huh. It's episode 76 of the Super Hits podcast, and we are nearing the end of November. Above and around the 49th parallel, the days are getting shorter. There's a chill in the air uh-huh. here, in, here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, at least, you know, this week, there's a significant amount of snow on the ground. Uh, speaking of Manitoba, have I got a treat for all our listeners today? We're going to take a look at uh, just our third Canadian artist in the history of the Super Hits podcast and our first from the land of the bison. Yes. It's Lynn, Lake's Manitoba, Lynn Lake, Manitoba's own Tom Cochran and his 1991 hit, Life is a highway, so let's jump into it. So, Tom Cochran, uh, born in Lynn Lake, Manitoba in 1959. He was the son of a bush pilot. The uh, family relocated to Ontario, and Cochran set the stage for his future when, at age 11, he swapped his toy train set for his first guitar. Where, where did you read that? <laughs> On his official bio. Fuck off. <laughs> uh-huh. Keep going. I was wondering if you'd noticed. Uh-huh. Uh, by the early 70s, Cochran was performing uh, folk-oriented material in coffee houses in Yorkville. In 1973, a single on Daffodil Records, You're Driving Me Crazy, marked his recording debut. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, let me find that one in the collection here. Uh, it was on the album Hang On To Your Resistance, issued under the name Cochran. <laughs> yes. Uh, after a few years of struggle, uh, travel... Cab driving, you know, and whatnot. A turning point came when the Toronto band Red Rider took Cochran on as lead singer slash songwriter. And from uh, 1980 to 1984, Red Rider released four acclaimed studio albums. Songs like Lunatic Fringe and White Hot brought Red Rider significant sales in rock play in Canada and the U.S. Lunatic Fringe in particular went on to become one of the most Canadian played Canadian songs in history of American rock radio. Uh-huh. After some personnel changes, the group resurfaced as Tom Cochran and Red Rider. So he all just took over. Yep. It's like, nope, name it after me. Band that's been around for 10 years. <laughs> uh, their self-titled album produced major hits with Boy Inside the Man and Untouchable One. Uh, I wouldn't say major, but okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and was followed by the hit albums, The Symphony Sections and 1988's Victory Day, which was the album that included one of his signature songs, the haunting tune Big League. The haunting tune Big League. Yeah, it's like Juno it, Award. It's like his answer to uh, what's that fucking song, uh, "Center Field" by John Fogerty. Basically, yeah, it's a, uh, a Juno Award as Songwriter of the Year in 1992 confirmed the respect Cochran now enjoyed within the industry. Um, Red Rider eventually folded, but Cochran's solo career quickly took him to new heights. In 1991, he released "Mad Mad World," which became one of the biggest selling Canadian records of all time, scoring diamond status, which in Canada is for a million sales. Mm-hmm. So big deal in Canada. It's uh, Heartland Rock sound traveled well thanks to the smash hit single Life is a Highway and the album lot notched 2 million in international sales. So for me, uh, Mad Mad World was like my first introduction to Tom Cochran. I mean, I knew of Red Rider and I knew that like, they're a handful of hits, but I wasn't really in my wheelhouse because it was like the 80s and, you know, it wasn't, you know, like straightforward rock really wasn't, 
in, 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 in my in my stratosphere. It wasn't cool. Like no, let's be no. honest. When no. if I'm sure maybe maybe for our parents, though so my parents wouldn't have had any idea who he was until Life Is a Highway. Yeah. So obviously songs of some note and people were listening to him but yeah. kids in schools and this we would have been you know late yeah. elementary early junior high exactly. not yeah. w- at all in our wheelhouse not, not at, at all, all. Yeah. no and you know my parents uh probably not even you know probably younger boomers early gen x yeah would be you know canadians would be tuned into red rider yeah so i ordered the album from columbia <laughs> house catalog sometime uh, around the fall of 1991 yes it had just come out, so I wasn't really exposed to any of it outside of Life as a Highway. And I don't think I listened to it all the way through. <laughs> so that one penny that I spent on it. I was going to say, what a waste of a penny. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, I may not, I don't think I made it past No Regrets, honestly. Okay. Um, which is track four, I believe. <laughs> yes. Um, there are two things about Tom Cocker that stick with me. First, he played at the Sixth Sunfest in, in, in Gimli, in Gimli, Manitoba, in the summer of 95. Okay. Um, I believe it was second or third Sunfest that he played, but it was the first one I saw him at. I was in attendance, and uh, before he took the stage, I, re- I remember this dude from our high school, uh-huh. Brock Hindle. Yes. Standing in the crowd chanting, bring on the cock. <laughs> over and over and over. Uh-huh. That was amazing. I want to interject just a fun fact in here. Uh, Tom Cochran is the third artist that we've covered that I've seen live. Okay. Um, along with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Coco Beware. <laughs> who I didn't see in concert, but I did see in the wrestling ring. Nicely done. In uh, September 92, Coco and his partner Owen Hart defeated Brian Jewell and Ken Johnson on an episode of WWE Superstars taped oh. at the old Winnipeg Arena. Well done, sir. I assume that you've seen quite a bit more on our list live, big man. I'll have to count it out, but yes, I'm sure that I've seen more. I'm not going to go through it right here, uh, but you know, I can I can already see some of them. I'm looking at them, checking them off in my mind. But one of them, the best one for you being, of course, Two Live Crew. <laughs> By far, yes. Anyway, second, um, and this begins a new segment I'd like to call Degrees of Super Hitseration. <laughs> okay, what is this? Did you know? slip uh-huh that you and i are two degrees of separation from tom cochran no there was a teacher at our high school madame plamondon uh-huh who claimed to be pretty closely related to tom cochran i think it was like her cousin or something okay so that puts us nice and close to the cock yeah we're basically tom cochran everybody so hopefully as we go we're going to find new creative ways to see how many degrees of separation we are from the artists that we're doing. Oh, I thought that might be a fun little exercise. Listeners, we'll see if this gimmick catches on. Yeah, listeners, you have so much to look forward to. Will it be like Orange Cassidy or will it be like Jeff, Jeff Jarrett? Uh-huh. <laughs> a good gimmick or a bad one? Uh-huh. I guess we'll see. I can guess. Uh, let's continue and take a look at the song itself. Okay. Um the Mad Mad World album was recorded sometime in early 91 at Hungry Hollow Studio in Georgetown, Ontario. And also at Metalworks Studios in Mississauga. Um, the album was produced by Joe Hardy and Cochran, though Cochran produced one track out of 13. Life is a Highway was written by Tom Cochran, and it features uh, Cochran on lead guitar, lead vocals, and harmonica. We've got John Cody and Molly Johnson on backing box, Mickey Curry on drums, and Regina's own Spider Sineva on bass. <laughs> yes, okay. Who I guess Spider has played a lot with Streetheart. <laughs> What a career. I love it. Uh, the track clocks in at uh, on the album at 4 minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, almost a little bit too long, but within our acceptable range. Yeah, you made it. 
the Wickeye says Life is a Highway was released as the album's first single on September 20th, 1991 on Capitol. Uh, I think it may have been a little literally in Canada based on the chart info, but we're going to get to that. Okay. Um, Discogs throw, shows 13 versions on cassette, CD, and 7-inch. Um, the B-sides are the album cut, Emotional Truth, and a live version of Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. But obviously a, a, a Tom Cochran solo version. Yeah, I own the uh, uh, I own the U.S. Capitol Records release, Life is a Highway A-side, Emotional Truth, which clocks in at six minutes. Come on, Jesus. dude. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, in the notes, for jukeboxes only. Hey, nope. <laughs> uh, some versions omit the live track, and uh, some covers are essentially the album cover. Yeah, with Cochran's boring smiling face and grayscale, uh-huh. as opposed to color that it is on the album. Uh, there are versions of the cover in like a yellowish hue of him playing guitar, shot from the neck down. It's boring as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life as a Highway has appeared on numerous compilations over the years. Some notable ones that I found: there's a 1991 collection called Zellers Sounds of Success. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Uh, there's a 1992 Polytel comp called Awesome Hits that I believe we've talked about once already on the Good Vibrations episode. I believe so. You know the one, the big drawing of the face. Yep. With the title Awesome Hits in the gaping maw. We've got EMI's The Hit Machine. Now that's what I call Music 17. Polystar's The Best of 1992 dot 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 100% Hits. Mm-hmm. Something called Pure Soft Metal. Which, oh, okay. Come on. Uh-huh. And of course... You know it and I know it. The first Oh What a Feeling, uh, a vital collection of Canadian music set from 1996. Um, a fantastic collection. Four CD compilation at the time. They released another four later on and just yes. so much Canadian goodness. Yeah. Very, very nice uh, uh, package. Interestingly, there are no Tom Cochran greatest hits albums. Okay. I'm sure there's like official playlists on streaming services that I'll have you covered, but there's no like... Tom Cochran's greatest hits. There's he has like an acoustic, uh, an album where he does acoustic versions of songs, but that's about it. Okay. <laughs> um, Life is a highway. Lots of uh, actually quite a few TV appearances, uh, TV and movie appearances. Uh, it was in a 1993 episode of Baywatch. Okay. The 2003 movie Cheaper by the Dozen. The 2006 season of Canadian Idol. Ugh. A 2008 episode of The Office. That's the one where Michael drives his girlfriend back to Nashua. Does he? Yeah, oh, and he does play this version, right? Over and over and over and over. Well, and we'll get to covers and samples because you know there's arguably a more famous version of the song that came out later. Um, yeah. But it, it was the it was the Cochran version that he played in the show. So yeah, okay. it was absolutely yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'll talk about the movie one not by Cochran uh, in covers and samples, as you said. Yeah, um, we've got a 2012 episode of duets, various episodes of Dancing with the Stars, and a 2021 episode of. Family Guy. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also a video game appearance of the song in the game Alvin the Chipmunks from 2007. Though I have a feeling it's not the original version. No, it's probably the stupid fucking voices of those dumb exactly. assholes. Yep. <laughs> uh, I want to know where I can get this video game so I can play it. No. And the capers that you can get into. Uh, since 1992, the song has had a near-continuous popularity thanks to the heavy use in commercials. These include ones for the Cleveland, Ohio-based bank National City Corp., one for NBC TV series Viper. It's often using car commercials in sound-alike versions. Of course it is. Car well, commercials must have been just like so many car executive boners hearing oh, the so song exciting. being like, oh, we can put that in our ads. It'd be great. Yeah. Here's a fun fact that I bet you didn't know. In 2016, a section of the all-weather all and gravel Provincial Road 391 in Manitoba 
was renamed Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. Oh, no. This section starts in his hometown of Lynn Lake and ends in Thompson, 322 kilometers away. I mean, that's a long stretch of road, so I'll give it that. I was about to say, you'd think that they could have awarded a more substantial part of highway mm-hmm. to him, but, yeah. that, but, that's, but you know what? That's symbolic and it's long, so it's, it's a good one. You can also uh, get off of where, where 391 ends and continue on uh, going uh, due east, uh, northeast to Gillum, Manitoba. Ah, yes, home of Kid Tetris. Kid Tetris. Um, in my world of mixtapes and such, uh, Life is a Highway appears on the first official tape I ever created. A uh, ominous por- prototype black number one cassette. Uh-huh. Um, it was on side B right after Keep It In Your Pants by Young MC. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and Big 12-inch by the dog. Jesus. <laughs> uh-huh. Thought you'd enjoy that. Uh, let's talk lyrics. All right. So according to Song Facts, the song was inspired by Cochrane's trip to West Africa, where he was gaining exposure for the World Vision Famine Relief Organization. He recalled to jam music, when I wrote that song after my first trip to Africa, which was just mind-bending and soul-sapping, I was mentally, physically, and spiritually exhausted, and I really needed to pull something, I needed something to pull me out of this funk. I had this sketch that I had written, and ended up going to the studio and recording it in an hour at 7 in the morning. The irony is that it was the most positive song I'd ever written, coming out of a pretty heavy experience. I needed a pep talk, and it became that for me, and for millions of others. Okay. So that's great. I'm glad that Tom Cochran could feel better about you know, famine based on a song that he wrote. Thanks buddy. It's not super dense lyrically. Uh, there are a few references to locations around the world and you can't go wrong in rock by shouting out a random African country. Yeah. Um, yeah. In this case, the cock goes with Mozambique. Yeah. I, those were the lyrics I highlighted from Mozambique to those Memphis nights, the Kyber pass to Vancouver's lights. And I was like, okay, Vancouver, like the yep. dude's Canadian. Yep. Uh, everything else. Sure. I mean, yeah. now you mentioned that he was over, you know, he was in Africa. Maybe that's where the Mozambique part comes yeah. from. I don't know. Who knows? Memphis? I don't know. Yeah. Lyrics are decent. Nothing too flashy. They flow well. Uh, here's what they've been saying over on Song Meanings. Oh, please. So Punker underscore Rocker writes, This song is, well, nice. It's radio-friendly pop rock. I like it, but it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. Okay. Punker Rocker. That's they have to say. Uh, Bcat004 says, great harmonical solo, better than Outcast's Rosa Parks. <laughs> uh-huh. Again, like, why? Uh-huh. Completely different genres. Amazing. Like, uh, anyway, uh, 7 slash 28 writes, the first time I heard the song, it, it was done by Chris Ledoux. Then I heard it by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I still haven't heard the original. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the dude heard the original. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tom Petty the Heartbreakers did not do this song. <laughs> so he thinks that the Cox version so good. is Tom Petty. Uh-huh. One guy named Lime Dog starts talking about some role-playing game he's into, and he imagines a character in his RPG driving around in a DeLorean, listening to Life is a Highway. It is insane. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like paragraphs. Oh, Jesus. All right. Musket7 says, oh, man, this song sure does take me back to a simpler time of being a young boy in the sixth grade. That happy, upbeat rhythm still puts a smile on my face to this day. But whoever would have thought this song to be about a guy that beats his wife? Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. All right. He goes on for six paragraphs. Oh, my God. Okay. It makes no sense. 
And anyway, Paige Peach sums it up best. Okay, so this song reminds me when I was little and living at my old apartment building next door to this ugly trash bag who wouldn't stop playing the song. But I love it anyhow. Anyways, I think this song is pretty straightforward. It's about two lovers, three lovers who once had some bad times, but now they're in love again. As for imagery and illusion, there's not much of that, but I suppose it reminds me of the one of the prairies, the straight country roads that go on for long distances. Now, if you could say, I guess she meant to say, now, if you could say anything about Tom Cochran, he was born in the friendly Manitoba and then relocated to Ontario. So he's def- he's got a definite country roads feeling. So I urge you to think of the song in the prairies. It paints a great picture. No, I won't. <laughs> do you have anything to add about Life I, is a Highway? I do not. Let's go to reception. Oh my God, song meanings. Always a treat. Life is a Highway entered the Billboard Hot 100 on May 16th, 1992. It came in at number 83 between I Want to Rock by someone called Luke Uh and The Outfield's Closer to Me. Okay. It peaked at number six almost a year after its release on October 22nd, 1992. Um, the rest, the rest of the top ten, uh, that when it peaked at number six here on Billboard, at uh, number one we got Boys, Boys to Men, End of the Road, of course, uh, TLC with Baby, 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 number three Madonna, This Used to Be My Playground, number four another super hits classic Guns and Roses with November Rain, uh huh, number five Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot, <laughs> six is Life is a Highway, we got En Vogue with Giving Him Something He Can Feel at number seven. John Cicada with Just Another Day at number eight. Future number one, Achy Breaky Heart at number nine. Uh-huh. And at number 10, Shakespeare's Sister with Stay. Okay. A little mixed bag there, too. Uh-huh. Uh, Life is a Highway also hit number 45 on the adult contemporary chart. Number 16 on the mainstream top 40. And number five on mainstream rock chart. Internationally, it hit the top 40 in a number of countries, including number two in Australia and New Zealand. In the UK, it peaked at number 62. I didn't go look up. No. What else is going on? In Canada, though, Life is a Highway entered the RPM Top 100 on September 7th, 1991. So you see how the Wiccai said it came out on September 20th. Mm, Crazy. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, I'm guessing it had radio play. Yeah. And again, I don't know exactly how the charts work in Canada, but I think it's a combination of radio play and sales, etc. Yeah. So there was probably, yeah, they're probably playing the shit out of it on radio and music videos before they got the single out. Right on. So it came in at number 98 uh, in its first week between Chris Whitley, and I didn't write the song, but who cares, <laughs> okay. and Desmond Child's Love on a Rooftop. Okay. Love on a Rooftop. Uh, it peaked at number one 12 weeks later on November 30th, 1991. Uh, the rest of the RPM Top 10 at, the, at its peak is a murderer's row of adult contemporary pap. Oh, no. Except for number three. Okay. Okay. And number two, Brian Adams, Can't Stop This Thing We Started. I'll, I'll get to number three at the end. Okay. Number four, John Mellencamp, Get a Leg Up. Wow. Number five, Robbie Robertson, What About Now? Number six, Genesis, No Son of Mine. Rod Stewart at number seven with Broken Arrow. This Before you keep going, like, this is the whitest top ten ever. Like, just white dude deluxe. All right, keep going. Yeah. Number eight, Michael Bolton, When a Man Jesus. Loves a Woman. Jesus. Uh? Number nine, That's What Love Is For by Amy Grant. Okay, finally. Number Not, 10, yeah. Roberta Flack and Maxie Priest was set the night to music. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, it's, you know, not bad. But number three, Cream by Prince and, and the New Power Generation. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Best chart ever. 
So um, in RPM on November 30th, 1981, in the Walt Says column, which was, I think, being written by Elvira Caprice by this point, mm -hmm. had, a, uh, had a little thing about the press hating record people, and I thought I'd read it. They call them money grubbers and record industry weasels. They, have, they avoid press receptions and will only show up for superstars. And when the invitation comes from someone other than the record companies, well, one record company heavy is starting to ask questions and the answers won't be very pleasant. This started years ago and the people who write for the dailies have been turned entirely against the record industry. Don't be fooled by the glad handing that goes on. They're just trying to be nice. Not one record company scored any points in the investigation I ran. Next time... You, next time you're at a record company press thing, take a look at the number of writers from dailies who aren't there. This doesn't mean Sting, Alice Cooper, or any of the big international stars. This means the Canadian artists who are struggling. You'll see TV cameras, but none of the local scribes give a damn. Well, like I said, one heavy is taking an interest. It may change things. It took a lot to create this mess, and I doubt if the industry wants anything to change. Okay. I thought it was nice because with Tom Cochran in number one and they're complaining about Canadian artists getting no, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh -huh. Life is a Highway would rank number five on the year-end Canadian charts and 33rd for the decade of the 90s. Okay. Uh, certified gold in Canada, in the US and Australia. Uh, over on Spotify, Life is a Highway has racked up 119 million streams. On YouTube, the official video has 14 million views. In 1993, Life is a Highway was nominated for Best Rock Vocal Performance Male Grammy. But uh, lost to uh, Eric Clapton. <laughs> oh, wow. For his, for his unplugged snooze fest. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, listen, Digging in the Dirt should have won that year. Yes. Got to give it to Pete, baby. Life is Highway won a 1992 SoCan Pop Music Award. And in, 19, in 2003, it received the Classic Award okay. from SoCan. The Cock won Songwriter of the Year, <laughs> Best Album, and Best Male Vocalist at the 1992 Juno Awards. Life is a Highway grabbed Single of the Year, and the video was nominated for Best Video. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Let's go to covers and samples. So, whosampled.com lists six covers of Life is a Highway. Here are the three that matter. We have a version by the 8-Bit Misfits from 2017 mm -hmm. that I gotta say, Quite disappointing. Oh, damn. For, okay. For an eight bit, I, I just, it's, again, it's not one of the, one of the usual eight bits that we talk about. So this is a, a new, like a different one. And I, I don't think they're very good. Some dude named Jason Owen covered it in 2013. I just wrote, yuck. Uh -huh. The most notable version, of course, is a version by country group Rascal Flats for the 2006 Disney movie Cars. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not very good, but I still love it because we watch Cars so much with our son. Uh-huh. That uh, it's one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, country tunes. <laughs> it's not really a country tune. So. Yeah, well, it kind of is. Like it could be. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, it's it's Canadian cock rock. Yes, is there's a lot of country. I remember uh, I knew a guy that did the '80s night at uh, the Palladium back in the day. Yes, and when people would request a tragically hip, he'd be like, "This isn't a country bar." So I love it. Uh, also, I, love it. I don't know if you have this. The Rascal Flats version mm -hmm. outsold the Tom Cochran version in the states by about seven times. Oh, absolutely! I yeah. mean, it was on one of the. It was on the sound. It was prominently featured in the soundtrack of one of the biggest movies of that decade. Yeah. So I, I, and it's an American, and it's country artist. Yeah, and it's American. So yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't even note that. So well, uh, well researched, buddy. Uh huh. Um, there are four samples, but nothing interesting, so let's move on. All right, music video. Yeah. 
So the music video for Life is a Highway was directed by David Story and produced by Albert Botha, who uh, went on to be the line producer on two films for Saturday Night Live. Uh, he he uh, was line producer for Superstar and The Ladies' Man. Jesus. So what a career. Yeah, he peaked with Life is a Highway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the video was shot in Alberta's Badlands near the town of Drumheller. Uh, many of the shots are in familiar locations along the dinosaur trail, including the cock playing guitar amid the hoodoos. I would argue. They, I would argue that everything within Alberta could be considered Badlands. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, the and a couple played by Kate Shane and Brendan Elliott running around the car while it drives the uh, Blairia. It rides the Blairiot ferry across the Red Deer River. Uh huh. That's right. Your wheelhouse, big man, yeah. Red Deer. Yeah. I wonder if my uh, aunt and my cousins would have uh, gone out and seen that shot. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'm going to break this down real quick. Uh, this video. Uh, the cock stands in the middle of the highway, resplendent in a leather jacket with so much fringe. Uh-huh. Uh, his hair, awful, all floppy over his eyes, and it's like, dude, you're old. There's a lot of quick cuts between Cochrane and various Albertans. A couple acts playful while the cock rocks out amidst, amidst the rocks. Yep. Uh, an indigenous man stands near a grain silo, I think. He's wearing an Oka standoff hat, with, which rules. Uh-huh. That's awesome. The couple now has to change a tire on the side of the road, and it seems like this is just every country music video ever made. Yeah. The cock rocks out in front of a plateau. It's actually a totally awesome shot. It looks great. He flashes a peace sign to another indigenous man, and there's some Mennonites there, I guess. Yeah. Um, that shot where he shouts, oh, where he yells, oh, and then starts pumping away at the old harmonica. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The couple stops to play pool, and I had to ask, where are they going? Um, they dance around their car. The cock dances too, but he does not have the moves in the grooves. Uh, he sure doesn't. And there's some callbacks to all the character we've seen, and the video really fizzles out. Uh, I what have, are your thoughts? I have two comments. Yep. One is, so many jeans. Yes. Just everyone in this video is in blue jeans. <laughs> Number two, Tom Cochran, with the way his hair is styled and his outfit, is giving off huge hello fellow children vibes. Yes. <laughs> I love it, but he's missed the mark. It's 1991. And it's, it's already like out of style. Yeah, completely. yeah. So, anyways, do you want to rate it? Let's rate the video. So, what do you think of the video, buddy? So, despite me mocking the video just mm. there, I'm giving it a seven. Yes. Uh, I think that it it captures the vibe of the song perfectly. Uh, I mean, it's life is a highway, and there are people driving on the highway having a good time. I'm like, well, that fits. I don't have to interpret it. It's like, that's what he's singing about. And that's what they're doing. Right on. They appear to be having a good time. There's an interesting cast of characters who they meet. They're in different situations. Tom Cochran looks incredibly uncool, but the (laughs) backdrop is great. Yes. Um, And I remember this one when I was, what would I have been? 11, 12, 12 at the time, 13, maybe. And I, 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 and I love this video when I was younger and watching it again, I I still think it holds up pretty well. So I'm giving it a seven. Right on. Uh, I actually think the video is pretty good, too. Uh, it fits the feel of the song. It's got really good cinematography at parts, um, especially with the long shots of the cock in front of, like, you know, Canada. It's great. Yeah. Uh, there's a little storyline, lots of Canadian-style stuff going on. You know, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 as well. Oh, nice. Uh, what do you think of the song? So I'm going to give the song a 6. I think if you'd asked, you know, again, 12, 13-year-old me, I probably oh, would have yeah. given it an 8 or a 9. Absolutely. I thought this song was fantastic when it came out, and I still think it's a really good song. 
30 years have taken, like, it's just, I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it's not bad whatsoever, and so I'm still going to give it a six, and uh, that is that is good to very good. All right. Uh, I think the song's fine. I like the little digital drum programming stuff that rings out at the beginning and throughout. It's a nice little, uh, you know, departure. Um, it's a pretty standard boomer rock tune, but it isn't offensive. It bops along. Uh-huh. I well, It's totally overplayed in, in our life. Like, you know, this this came around when we were in our early teens and now we're in our 40s. And it's like, I've heard this song way too much. Yep. I'm going to give it a six as well because it deserves it as just a piece of music. And uh, yeah, that's that's it for Life is a Highway by The Cock. Well, what do you got for us uh, next Tuesday? You inspired me to come back to Canada. So I'm going to be covering another Canadian band in our next episode, Glass Tiger. All right. Um, I've picked the track Someday, so not the most obvious one, but a track that uh, charted very well in Canada yes. and the U.S. So Dude, one... it charted better in the U.S. than Canada. Yeah, so one that everybody should know. If you want to check out, by the way, we've got our songs picked all the way through Christmas. Yes. Uh, and when we get close to Christmas, we're going to do another uh, couple of themed episodes where we talk about Christmas hits. So if you want to see what we've got lined up for the rest of 2022, check out the Super Hits podcast playlist on Spotify. I don't know if you're keeping it up on Apple Music. Yep. All right. So Apple Music as well. And then if you have requests for songs, I guess for 2023, uh, you can also hit us up. Super Hits podcast at gmail.com at Super Hits podcast on Instagram at Super Hits cast on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter. Slip with five eyes. You know it. Yeah, I'm Jamie C. Uh, Megamix.com.com is my website. Thanks for listening, folks. See ya.